and a happy new year for me. You see the, uh, the questions that are proposed for our response time this morning. And uh, so give, uh, give consideration to these that you might, uh, might be an encouragement and a, and a blessing to others uh, during the response time with, uh, with your insight and understanding of that which uh, God has set before us today. I would never want to come before you with God's word between us, but what I do so in awe and in appreciation of the honor, the privilege that it is to proclaim God's word to God's people. We'll be looking at Psalm 2 this morning, and uh, I I want to deal in... uh, Uh, a particular way with with the entire chapter, the entire psalm. And so in order to do that, I'm going to ask you to, that there's, you're really going to have to read between the lines in some places. Uh, You're going to have to fill in the blanks. Uh, You're going to have to uh, uh, look, uh, look within for, uh, for some understanding, appreciation, and if none of that works, that, that you uh, hold your, your thoughts and questions for response time, and we can, uh, we can then delve further into that which is uh, on, on your mind. Okay? Thank you, Mary. I appreciate the response. <laughs> Everybody else is on some kind of cough medicine that's... Uh, Twenty twenty, and I'm I'm with Ben. Can you believe it? Uh, amazing. It's much easier for you, much much easier. I mean, it's like fifty years easier. <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty. But it's it's going to be an interesting year. It's going to be a year which I think we will all agree. It's going to be a year in which rage against rulers, conspiracy against governments will reach a crescendo above any that we have ever known in our lives. Some of us will bury our heads and pretend Peace prevails. Others of us will enter the fray with an unfettered offense of self-righteousness in view of our prospects for this new year, this year of 2020, this year where politics will be the rage. Where can we look for guidance from whence shall we find understanding? What is wisdom for this coming year? Probably from the very first time that I read Psalm 2, 
it has been a favorite of mine. I'm not sure that it's a favorite of mine for the right reason. It may very well be that, that it's not a very good thing in my heart that, uh, that I find so favorable in Psalm 2. It's a, a standard theme in literature. It's the theme of right versus wrong, good versus evil, wisdom versus foolishness. Psalm 2 sets before us the path for the triumph of truth over all vain things. Let us read then from God's Word, Psalm 2. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrifying them in his fury, saying, As for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will tell of the decree. The Lord said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now therefore, O kings, be wise. Be warned. O rulers of the earth, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest He be angry and you perish in the way, for His wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in Him. This a psalm of David, King David, a king anointed by God, a man of God, a, a man who is called elsewhere in Scripture, a man after God's own heart, a child of God, a son of God, a king to whom God had given the promise that his throne was eternal, that the house of David would forever and ever be peopled by his generation. Here, God set, sets forth through the pen of this David in five parts. The folly of man, the fury of God, the favor of God, the fear of man, and the future of wisdom. Look then with me at the folly of man. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The nations, the peoples, the kings, rulers, here are representative of all those who were subject to the king. All of those who were 
subject to the king that God had anointed. In the 11th century BC, King David had expanded the boundaries of Israel and he, his armies had conquered many of the lands around them. And there were numbers of, of nations and peoples that were now the subjects of King David. They didn't want to be ruled by God's man. They didn't want to serve under the one whom God had appointed, whom God had anointed to be his regent before these people. Their goal, their desire, their heart was for independence, for freedom, to be free from the obligation of obedience. To put it in language that we all understand, they wanted to do their own thing. Now that's the 11th century B.C. Eleven hundred years, plus a thousand, plus a thousand. Give or take, right? Thirty, what's this? No, not uh, twenty, twenty. So, thirty-one hundred years, thirty-one hundred twenty years. And I only mention that to, to wonder. I mean, that was, things were a lot different back then, weren't they? No, no. Nothing has changed. Those who wanted independence, freedom. Freedom from the obligation of obedience. Obedience to the anointed of God people who just wanted to do their own thing. And as we see here in Psalm 2, these peoples, these nations, these kings, these rulers, you, you might on first inspection say, well, they're not, they're not talking about us, just plain old people. And yet, truly the psalm is speaking into our lives and our day. For, for these are representative of, of all of humanity all of humanity who, who have been in rebellion against God from that day in which that fruit, the knowledge of good and evil was first consumed. The human race has wanted nothing more than independence. To be free from the obligation of obedience to their creator. Rebelling against God, rebelling against His word, His rule, His sovereignty. They cry out, we don't need God. We have our own government. We have power. We can build mountains. We can create whatever we want. We're intelligent. We're smart. We're wise. We have our own strength of will. 
and we will not be confined, constrained, or controlled by the word of God. This is the folly of man. All that he plans, all that he proposes, all that he plots, the Bible says is vain. Not a word that you're going to use every day, but a word that means that these things are of no force. They're empty, meaningless. For disobedience, rebellion against God is not independence. It's not freedom. Denying God and His Word is in fact its own enslavement. And whatever vain thing is substituted for the righteousness of God becomes the master. There is no hope, no potentiality, no possibility of success outside the sovereignty of God. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? Then we're presented with the fury of God. He who sits in the heavens laughs and holds them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrifying them in his fury saying, As for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. Wow. All the... All the plots and, and uh, plans and purposes of, of the man are, are not only vain, but, but God, God looks down on these things and, and He laughs. This is, this is one of the most fascinating statements in all of Scripture. God on His throne in heaven laughs laughs at the, the, the overwhelming scientific knowledge and, and uh, uh, creations of the hand of man. God holds them in derision. What foolishness is this? <coughs> you know... I thought of myriad illustrations, and, and, and they all fall short. But I thought about a, a man standing on the beach. He stands on the beach, and he, he lifts his arm and extends his hand and says, that tidal wave that's coming, I'll stop it right here. Exactly. I mean, that's kind of funny. I mean, as we used to say, it ain't exactly funny, ha-ha, but it is funny peculiar. What an idiot. What a fool. You look out on him and you say, dude, you're going to drown. 
this is the way God views the, the efforts of mankind to, to overcome his authority, to, to rebel against, against his rule and his reign. God's laughter, this God holding these these plans, these vain things of man, holding them in derision is but a preamble to his wrath. And it just struck me, this is, this is fascinating, that the, the fury of his wrath, the fury of his wrath that is so terrifying is when God speaks. It is, it is by His Word that this terror is struck before men. He speaks to them saying, as for me, as for me, as the sovereign Lord of all creation, I have set my King on Zion, my holy hill. King David was certainly being referenced when the, the psalm was penned. But we know, we know who the king is that God has anointed, who sits on the throne of David for all of eternity. We know and we, we never fail to acknowledge the one of whom God speaks. We never forget who is the word of God. For he is the favor of God. The Lord said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage, and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron, and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. It is the only begotten Son of God, the anointed one, the promised one, the Christ, the Word of God is the terror of His wrath. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. He is the favor of God the Father. For it is said in the psalm, Psalm 110, The Lord says to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Repeat it again for us in Hebrews 1.13. And in Isaiah 66, Thus says the Lord, Heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. He is King of kings and Lord of lords as the anointed King of God the Father. And to him is given the mantle of the righteous judge. He is the word of God, the terror of his wrath. In the Revelation, verse chapter 19, we read, Then I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, the one sitting on it is called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. 
His eyes are like a flame of fire, and on His head are many diadems. And He has a name written that no one knows but Himself. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood, and the name by which He is called is the Word of God. And the armies of heaven, arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following Him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations and he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God the Almighty. This Jesus, whom we know as the Prince of Peace, this Jesus whom we see most frequently portrayed as the forgiver. We should not forget that he is the righteous judge. We should never forget that he will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God the Almighty. We should never forget that none can stand against him. None can stand before his judgment. None can stand before the fury of the wrath of God the Almighty. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him, of him to whom we must give an account. How, how shall anyone survive when they must give account to the Holy One of God? How would anyone survive when the account that they must give to the Holy One of God is in life I did everything that I could to work against you? to deny you, to forestall your good name, to prevent the advancement of your kingdom. And so, the fear of man. Now therefore, O kings, be wise. Be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest He be angry and you perish in the way. For His wrath is quickly kindled. Plain and simple. Plain as the nose on your face, as we used to say. A warning from God. A warning, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice 
with trembling. Remember, Jesus said, we have it in Luke chapter 12, but I will warn you whom to fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Jesus was standing there before them. Jesus was standing there as they were, as they were ridiculing him, as they were denying him, as they were bringing arguments against him. Jesus says, I will warn you. I will warn you whom to fear. A, a fair warning. A fair warning from from the Lord our God, a fair warning from His, from his word. <clears throat> a fair warning. So that when we must give account, when we must stand before this righteous judge, a fair warning. You are without excuse. Do not, do not come saying, I didn't know. Do not come saying, I, I, I couldn't have, I wouldn't have. I, uh, my parents, my, 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 my society, my culture, my church. No, a fair warning. And you are without excuse. The Lord God does not leave us without hope. For not only is His Son the righteous judge, the righteous judge who will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God the Almighty, but the anointed one, the King of kings and Lord of lords, He is the Savior in whom is life for all who believe. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes on Him will not perish but have life eternal. The counsel of God. Be wise. Be wise. Submit yourself to the Word of God. Believe. Trust in Him. In Him is freedom. In Him is true freedom, genuine freedom. Freedom to be what your Creator intended for you to be. For whoever believes... And the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. John 3.36 And then part five. The part that my 
my text of the scripture didn't really set apart, and yet I really see it as the, the fifth part of this, this psalm, the future of wisdom. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Amen. The most wonderful gift, the most wonderful state of being that anyone could ever find themselves blessed. Blessed by the word of God. Blessed in repentance. But whoa, Bill, that's kind of a giant leap. I don't see repentance here anywhere. Well, Stay with me. I think this is one of the most uh, perfect explanations of repentance to be found anywhere in Scripture. Take refuge in Him. We've heard preachers say, let go and let God. And while we might have a little reservation with the let God part, we might have a little reluctance that we ever let God do anything. The let go part really speaks. The let go, we appreciate that it is to take refuge in Him that we must let go of that which would hold us back. Whatever it is that we're holding on to, whatever we are depending on, whatever, whoever, Wherever we are trusting for life, we must let go and take refuge in Christ. And in Him, we will know what it is to be blessed. We're going to be confronted in the days ahead with many schemes of man you will not be able to avoid it it will be everywhere and it will be in your face and they will be as varied as the sands of what let's pick a good beach a Florida beach where there's a lot of sand not one of these rocky beaches I mean, everybody's going to have one. You're going to find that there are more politicians in, in, in the world, in the United States this year, than, uh, than you would ever have thought there could possibly be. I'm thinking about running myself, by the way. Um, but that's kind of the way of it, isn't it? Yeah? Every time you turn around. And they've all got their ideas. They've all got their plans, their purpose, their schemes. Everybody's going to make life better. Everybody's going to, to bring us along, bring us up. And none of them, not a one, can deliver on what they promise. All of these vain things. Why do people plot in vain? 
let us, let us be sure. Let us, God's people. Let us, the, the church of Jesus Christ. Let us be sure that, that we do not enter into the vain schemes of man. But let us be sure that we propose, that what we propose is not a vain thing. Let us offer the warning. Let us offer the wisdom of God's Word. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest He be angry and you perish in the way for His wrath is quickly kindled. Father, we praise You and give You thanks for the power of Your Word and that we are honored with the privilege to proclaim Your truth in this day to Your people. Bless these words, O God, that they might go out from here to the glory of our Savior, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen.